everybody. Uh, this is Matt, the damn dirty duck, again, uh, hosting today and joined by my good buddy, the soul man, Brian Solak. And we have a very special guest today. Uh, we have uh, the Seattle Sea Dragons number 88, Jordan VC. And uh, thanks for joining us. Want to say hi? Uh, no problem. Don't get, yeah, don't forget to add Cal Bear in there since we got the Oregon Ducks and the, you know, Wazoo guys in here to pull the guys, but yeah. Oh Man, no, you, been, you, um, you have something to answer for for a touchdown pass that you caught against my ducks. I which, I which we'll get to. <laughs> Man, we'll get to it. One of the fun I love playing in Austin. Austin is a great place. I wish everybody could play in Austin. I, I remember it was just like yesterday. So yeah, we'll get to it. Right on. <laughs> right on. Um before we talk to you about your career and playing with the playing with the XFL this year and the upcoming football game games before we take home the championship i want to ask you about your former teammate chris smith care to share about chris smith he just passed away recently um man what a just you know it was a whirlwind event it really caught us by surprise and blindsided it's um crazy because i have an actual unique relationship with chris um i actually played with chris and beforehand me and him played together in houston in uh 2021 so me and him were teammates, so I knew him on a personal level. And actually, um, I had seen uh, me and Chris actually spent some time together like a week before. And uh, my last time together, me and Chris, I can say that it was I really appreciate it. it was uh, me and him were in Bible study together. And um, so we were at Bible study at the team hotel back in Dallas, man. That was the last time I had. Uh, that's the last time I physically seen Chris. But um, great man, great guy. And um I think just for us, we're still kind of um, a little bit numb to it, you know. So it's like because we're still in the in the whirlwind of things, and um, being able to go just you know, you know, in this business and doing what we do, we still have jobs at hand to do it. So it's like you know, times where you can, it's actually a relief at times when you can go just and play football and stuff. You know, think of the you know the realities of life at times. But, and um, crazy, crazy um, happening, but also like we all know, it is a part of life. And uh, Chris is a great man, and um. Just praying for him, his family, and his loved ones, and his close ones. And we have them in our hearts. And we're right now, you know, we're playing real hard for him. So, yeah. I got to ask this too: Is there, are, are they going to put out a jersey, or is there is there something where the fans can you know donate to the family or anything? Do you know of? Or? Not, not that I have heard of as far as anything specific in that case. You know, I can ask my guy Randy and all the guys about that. But um, you know, jerseys and everything too has been. It's a lot of weird stuff going on. Just buying in the memorabilia stuff this year. I think they're kind of behind on things of that nature. So um, I think they're kind of still trying to figure those out. I can you know ask around as far as talking to our liaison and director, just you know, uh, ops, and he probably could give me an answer on that. So um, hopefully so, you know. But to my knowledge, I don't know of anything specifically. Yeah, I know we were on Zoom today. He had his uh, funeral, his uh, service today. So we were all watching it as we were traveling. So that was kind of a you know a heavy thing that we we're dealing with today. So yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for your loss. Sounds like a wonderful guy, man. Um, I want to ask you about your childhood. You grew up in, uh, pronounce this right, Gadsden, Alabama. Is that correct? Yeah, Gadsden, Alabama. Yeah, oh, you got it right, man. Yeah. What was it like growing up there? Man, it was um, it was great. You know, like we were speaking earlier before we got on, man, it was a great foundation for me. Uh, small town. Uh, 
if you could think of a place and I can just give you a depiction of it to where maybe the whole world would kind of be able to compare it to if you've ever seen Twitch, you know, MTV, like 2000s, um, very much so um, okay. in that nature, big time uh, football city. What's actually really cool, I grew up a kid in the school system. My mom was a secretary. So I always grew up being at the high school. So I would always see the athletes while I was young. So it was cool to be able to get that kind of depiction of like, you know, those guys, great football players, great basketball players, great baseball players. It's cool to be able to see them every day. So they really inspired me, you know, especially as I now grow up now to thinking about it and being able to reflect on it. Like, man, you know, it was always right in front of me, the things I wanted to be. And, you know, those were the people that were very celebrated where I'm from. You know, a lot of guys are really good at sports where I'm from, and they get out and they go to big places and big school. So, man, yeah, just a small-town place that loves sports. Um, really, really competitive. Uh, a lot of talent, uh, a lot of talent that comes out of you, just the nucleus of where I'm from. And, um, man, it's been it's, it's been a huge part of molding me and shaping me competitively. And also as a uh, young man and also today, just being able to keep myself grounded and also be a young kid from Alabama to be all of the places I've been. So it's it's been, yeah, it's a great small town that, you know, it holds a near and dear place in my heart. But, yeah. Outstanding. I, I, mm-hmm. a, a little birdie told me that you were an excellent baseball player growing up. Number one, is that, <laughs> is that true? And how, and number two, how yeah, can you go that that's around? funny. <laughs> oh, man, uh, a growth spurt, actually. Yeah, growth spurt, a big growth spurt. Actually, yeah, I grew up playing baseball. Uh, baseball is my favorite sport. I played shortstop and second. And I played baseball all the way up until like my uh, my junior year and ended up playing sport, playing all sports again in my senior year and ended up playing football. And at some think I was like that junior summer, I was like five, eight. <laughs> and then going into that senior when going into that senior when I was like six three, I had always played football growing up up until middle school. But then I just focused on baseball, you know, in my first years of high school. And then I um, ended up going out and playing ball, and um, kind of fell back in love with it, seeing how okay. good I was at an early point to be able to, you know, just to kind of give a some more insight on where I'm from. You know, my school is a place uh, where a lot of guys get out, and we're heavily recruited by some of the best schools in the nation. And I was able to go on these places and these recruiting trips and also these places to compete against the best. And I was and I was holding my own. And so that was kind of where the things that kind of flipped it for me. And just seeing like, you know, um, you know, I think everybody just kind of sees and knows what they can be and where they see themselves and how far they're going. And when I seen it and I thought about football, it was like limitless for me. So I was like, man, I can, you know, I seen how good I knew how good I was. I knew how good I could be with the right work at work at and all those things and so when I was able to put two and two I was like man that's the route I want to go and it's been a great decision ever since man I, I really love ball and just so yeah but baseball is and was it was my first love for sure that's awesome Matt Matt and I are the baseball experts of sales sporting and it was great yeah, to yeah. hear that you do you enjoyed baseball so right on <laughs> man yeah I loved it it's crazy too so um, grew up a lot it's like I this is a cool little story too, a little tidbit because you know being a guy from Alabama, you know, I actually stay in the Pacific Northwest and I stay in Portland. Okay. I live out there and I train out there. Um, been out there for the past uh, year and a half. Me and one of my um, great friends, he's like a brother to me now. Uh, Brandon Cooks plays for the Dallas yeah. Cowboys. Yeah. He's, uh, me and him were teammates in Houston. So me and him train together actually in Portland. And then um, tell people all the time, tell this little crazy story just about just like little teeny bitch you get. Man, I was, I think I was what? It was probably middle school. I think uh, early middle school, we were like a game and a half away from going to the qualifiers for the Little League World Series. 
So we're at this big like uh, regional tournament to go, no state tournament to go to nationals. End up losing, but it was crazy because my dad at the time, we were at this little banquet thing and he ended up winning me a jersey. It's funny, I tell you feel sorry to all, all the time because I've been to uh, a lot of Mariners games as I'm in Portland, which I feel I wish, I hope Portland could finally get a team, but maybe when they expand it, we'll get what. <laughs> but um, but for now, you know, I settle with, you know, I just drive up to Seattle and go to the Mariners game and check those guys out. But my dad at that time, he won in a raffle a game worn Ishiro Suzuki jersey, and Ishiro was my favorite player at the time. So I have his like game worn 2004 All Star game jersey that my dad won for me. Didn't even know at the time as a kid where even Seattle was <laughs> or, or how to get to Seattle. But I always had this jersey and then um couldn't even it was and it was huge at the time because I was a little kid and I was like man I'll never you know what I'm saying but I knew it was Ichiro Suzuki so I kept it and I put it up and it was crazy just to uh, just to kind of rewind and then go fast four years later and then I'm an Alabama kid who ends up in Portland and going to Seattle Mariners game and I have a you know game worn. Suzuki Ichiro jersey so it's crazy how just stuff goes and just kind of pans out and but that was a little cool tidbit that I thought about earlier to myself like man it's crazy just how stuff is so particular and how you can kind of just life and it takes you and it whips you around and gets you to places so yeah (laughs) amen to that right on yeah did you have a favorite athlete growing up who's an inspiration to you it can be football baseball whomever uh I really loved Kobe Bryant Kobe Bryant was like uh, heart and soul just I loved him and um, everything he was about I've always been a, just a prowess that's one thing I would say just of particular just of greatness in general no matter what form it comes in I always loved Derek Jeter growing up I wore Jordan Cleese specifically because of Derek Jeter <laughs> when I was playing ball um, nice. that was another one. Oh man but my biggest two was for sure was Kobe and then uh, Barry Bonds Barry Bonds was the one who really you know and uh, that was I had an infatuation with Barry, and I was like very, very, also very protective of Barry. <laughs> so even at a young age, even though I didn't understand everything, I just was very protective of him. You know, Barry dealt with a lot in his career, just with people saying this and all those other things. But at the end of the day, you can't teach him. You know, you can't enhance hand-eye coordination. So you know, what I'm saying anybody who ever played baseball understands and knows that. You know, it's like, hey, look, that's the that's one thing you just have to be born with. That's a gift. You know, you have to have that eye. And so that people don't get the the actual nuances of what's really hard to do in the sport. They just think, you know, baseball is a different one in particular. But yeah, those three for sure. Those three when growing up were were very very huge. And Emmett Smith was my football one. My dad okay. loved Emmett Smith. And I wore number 22 growing up all the way up because of Emmett Smith. So I had a good little dichotomy of like grace that I really loved and looked up to. And a lot of it was because of my dad. And me and him love watching sports and doing stuff together. So, yeah, those are my guys. Very cool. Uh, so what do you what do you love most about playing football, I guess? For me, it's a little bit in particular. Uh, mine, what I love the most about it is – Mainly, it will sound cheesy, but it's the process of it. And my process has been very particular, you know, mm-hmm. um, being a guy where mine kind of started a little bit later, I still have a shoot, like I have a really big obsession with football. I still feel and I know that I haven't reached my full potential and peak. So I'm in a different space and place with it. So the process of it has been the funnest part. Cause like every time I get to go out there and I get to perfect my craft one more, I see myself, I get better and better. I find out new things. And it's cool to be able to think about it because, you know, none of those things surprise me because, you know, I feel like only we can see it, no matter what you are and where you are and whatever it is that you believe in, only the person 
that you are and inside of you knows how good you can really be and how good you are and how good you will be. So that's my favorite part of our football. I love the competitiveness of it. And I just, I also just love the, the nuances of it. I've always been um, just as far as just watching the game from afar, people, I, I would say that I don't think it's something I should say about myself, but I have been called savant as far as when it comes to football. I love football. I love, I watch it. I've always been around sports, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's been cool to be able to analyze those things. And when you're from big sports places, like from the South, it's kind of like inbraded in you, you know what I mean? So it's like, you see these things, you watch these things, you know these things more than the typical person would who doesn't care about sport. You get what I'm saying? Because when it's in your culture and where you're from, it's like a part of you. So man, but my big, yeah, I would say that's the most thing I love the really the process of it and just my personal process and just seeing how I'm being able to mature how I've been able to perfect myself and you know just craft and chisel away at being the best receiver that I can and football player that I can be so yeah nice a- after high school you went the community community college route was that for years yeah correct? okay how, uh, yeah I, mean, I ended up going to Man, I, I loved it. Oh, man, that's when the I think that's when the transition started for me personally that really, really benefited me. Now, was it a um it was a big sacrifice for me? I was on my own doing things on my own. And then um funny story, but my junior college coach ended up talking to him on the phone, never had met him. And he told me he wanted me to come out there. And so kind of just went on a, you know, um, just a leap of faith, just in trusting him and then uh was out there only for really four months. So I was out there for four months because I was an early graduate guy. I had my grades and stuff ready and then I ended up playing really, really well. And um, but loved it. Was able to add another element to my game as far as coming from one place in a um okay. culture of how they played and then going on to another. And so I think that was really the start of it with me and just being able to understand that side of football. And uh man, it was great. Love Golden West, love Huntington Beach, still go back to this day, man. And so um, it's a great place that's always going to be held near and dear to my heart. So, yeah, but junior college was great for me. And I know that's not the case for a lot of guys. So, yeah. No, that's that's awesome. How, how did you end up at the University of Cal? Man, it's crazy. So, uh, story kind of ties into it, though. So, before I went to junior college in, um, in Huntington Beach, I was at a junior college in Mississippi. Ended up, the coaches that were at Cal were actually from the South at that time. So Coach Dykes and all those guys who are now at TCU, they were there. They were at the helm at the time. And a coach, uh, Jacob Peeler, was my recruiter at Cal. It's funny, but he was uh, he had previously been a coach at the community college that I was in in Mississippi before I went to junior college in California. So the coaches ended up telling him about me. And then um, ended up, he found me there. And I kind of, me and him had such a great relationship that I hit it off with him. And I knew instantly just as, as far as I could trust him. And I knew he would have, he had my best interest at heart. And um, I kind of shut down my recruitment early. I had a great junior college. I probably could have ended up going back home if I wanted to probably, I was close to getting offers from like Auburn's Alabama's. I was in real close talks to those guys, but I went to Berkeley and I fell in love with it. And hence, I knew why I love Portland to a sense, because it's kind of a similar, like, you know, uh, melting pot liberal space. So it's yeah. like, end up going to Berkeley, man, and um, loved it. Had never, <laughs> never heard of Berkeley, never knew um, as far as just like the, I remember my coach telling me before I went up there, he was like, because he's actually from uh, Northern California, the head coach at Golden West, Coach uh, Nick Mitchell. He was telling me, he was like, yeah. He was telling me, like, you're going to go visit up there. They really they really want you. He was like, tell me, hey, uh, 
it's real trippy up there now. Just, you know, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave me like that tidbit. That time I was like, yeah, and I was like, okay, I hear you, but had no idea, you know? So, and it's crazy. Just another nuance and thing. It's like, you know, just little stuff that, you know, how, you know, how life just showed you little hits and tidbits. Like I was a huge San Francisco Giants fan at that time. Had never even knew how to even, or always seeing Barry hitting, you know, home runs out of AT&T, hitting them over into the yeah. into the water, always thought and just like, I wanted to be there. And it's like, man, now I'm in a place where I can do those things. It's kind of like my whole life had prepared me for these moments. My whole, you know what I'm saying? As far as like, it was crazy because too, I was also always an outlier kid. Like when I was growing up, now none of us liked them, but when I was growing up, it was the era. I loved USC. I really wanted to go to USC as a kid. You know, it wasn't really Alabama or anything for me at the time. I, I don't think they were at the height yet, but it was uh, USC. So I was like really infatuated with SC. It's, it hurts me to say that now because I, we don't, none of us like USC as Oregon and Washington State. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one thing. That's one thing we all got in common for sure. Nobody likes SC as far as so we all cover and band together against them. But yeah, man, I always kind of had those just like, you know, just like West Coast, just like pulls and urges to me. So it was cool to go to Berkeley, man, and um, be able to see how um, how particular of a place it was. It's a true bubble, mm-hmm. a true bubble, because like once you go outside of it, everything gets a little different. You know, it's like it was cool to see that. And then um, also the opportunity of being able to go and play uh, power five ball in a, at a high level and um, be able to be honed as a receiver even more. And also the opportunity to get a great degree. It kind of just checked off every box. And I had been used to, you know, I kind of got used to being out there on my own, just being independent. So, like, it, it worked out perfect. And I had a, a circle of people who I could trust in Coach Peeler and all those guys. And then um, ended up being a great decision, man. Cal and Berkeley has a special place in my heart. So, yeah, that's how I ended up getting up there, man. Awesome. What did you, uh, what'd you major in? Uh, American Studies. So, I was going to first go through business through Haas, but because I had too many credits already, I had to go through American studies. So I ended up getting a business degree through Haas basically, but through American studies. And I, I actually loved going through American studies through Berkeley because it was so inclusive. I learned so much. It actually ended up working out great for me because I love history and stuff. So I was able to get the gist of that and um, also be able to go through business school at Haas, one of the best business schools in the, in the world. So that and um, also to just being in American studies, I don't know if you guys know this, we might get to it later, but I met somebody real particular at Berkeley that ended up coming back and being a part of my life and my story later on. And um, that was uh, Colin Kaepernick. So I met Colin there, actually. So, yeah, so that was cool to so be able to um, have something that happened there. And then me and Colin ended up being in a workout together. And that kind of was like, a huge moment in time to be a part of that with him and we both shared that commonality so Berkeley is a special place like that it can bring together things in such a nature you know it's just a cool place to be able to be and so yeah it's also not a bad uh place to get a degree if you're you know you get hurt or something not a bad fallback no. option you know yeah it ain't too bad at all no that, <laughs> and that was a part of the decision uh, the, the, uh, the decision making in the process they definitely went into it um yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, what was your impression of uh, Coach Dykes? I mean, now he he uh, he almost won a national championship here. Uh, what, almost, yeah. like, I guess we're we're in April right now, so what, like four or yeah. five months ago? But yeah, four or five months, yeah. Uh, but what, um, what was your impression of him? Love Dykes. Uh, it was cool because it was a kind of peculiar situation. You know, everybody was from the South, but we're all in a different place. You know, what I'm saying that kind of all of us were adjusting to. 
And um, so we, but we still kept kind of, you know, some of our core values and what we believe. So it was really easy. And we had a lot of guys from the South actually on that team that kind of came in there as a good mixture of guys, you know, usually got a West coast school. You got a mostly West coast guys, get some guys from other places, but our, we were, we were pretty, you know, had a pretty good split, but no, nah, man, coach Dykes was a great coach. It was cool to learn from him. And then, um, and also just to be able to understand like how he looked at offenses and stuff and far as guys he had coached and being able to kind of be under his tutelage. But uh, no, Coach Dykes was great. That staff was really good with Coach Fav. Coach Fav at all was actually there at that time. So we were in a true air raid. He had came from um, at the time. I forgot where he came from, but we were really, really, really throwing the ball around. And he's there back now, actually. So it'll have to be fun to see what they do this year with him back at the helm. But no, Dykes was great. Great leader. It was uh, cool to be able to be on his um, tutelage for that one year and then having uh, Wilcox come in next year. So, yeah. You mentioned Colin Kaepernick. I was going to talk about him later in the show, but while it's fresh in your memory, tell us about your relationship with Colin Kaepernick. Man, uh, Colin's like a brother to me, and it was cool to be able to be in a situation where um, we could both help each other out, and especially coming from a time where, you know, we met just in a, just a simple space of just being in class together, which we, you wouldn't even expect him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were in a class together. So, uh, yeah, it was um, – it was great. And it was cool to see how the connections were always there at the whole time. So when it came about an opportunity presented itself, you know, at that time too, if we fast forward a couple of years before that work, I was back in Alabama training and stuff. So Atlanta is only like an hour and a half away from my hometown of Gaston. So it was nothing but a uh, skip and a hop. And man, ended up hearing about it. Then again, I'm getting my people in touch with him. And then we ended up just going from there, but our relationship was great. We still talk to this day and then um, actually ended up seeing him too. This past time, last time I seen Colin was uh, in Vegas with the Raiders when he had a trial there. So I was there with him and talking to him and stuff. So but now, me, uh, me and Cap have a great relationship, great guy. Love everything about him. And just, yeah, he's been a – it's cool to have to say, like, he's a part of my story and I'm a part of his. So, yeah. That is awesome. Appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I, I also want to ask one more question about Colin. Um how is it to catch balls from him versus uh, other quarterbacks? I mean, have you noticed? Uh, I mean, I always notice his accuracy. Um, it gives me college. It gives me good confidence, and I, that's something I have to always re- reiterate to myself. I play with some great, you know, I've caught some balls from some good quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? And then, uh, so it's cool to be able to have that under your helm and be like, well, if I can catch with these guys, I catch with my because Colin also has a big arm too, yeah. so he can really throw it down the field. So yeah, it was great. Now Colin has a more of a, I've had this conversation before, very straight line ball, which I like, and I don't mind quarterbacks who who put, you know, some up on the ball. I feel like those are a little bit easier to catch. You know, the tighter the spiral, the easier it is for me to get my have big hands, so it's easier for me to catch it. And if it's already in that placement, it doesn't really bother me. Some guys don't like the heat as much, but great uh, straight line thrower can throw on a run that I actually like too, can give you balls where you can throw on a run and um, be able to keep going. So, yeah, man, it was fun. It was great. And just to see I think that was one of the funnest parts to see this. And we had – that's just – that's a cool part about playing football. You know, you kind of get to show your stuff and the other guy gets to show his. You know, you kind of see like a little – because, you know, the quarterbacks and receivers, we're connected at the end of the day. Yeah. And so it's like it's cool to see, you know, I don't know, like just like a first-day basis or whatever, throwing a ball with somebody, how you kind of get those nuances down. You learn guys and you see how it comes off their hands, the velocity of it, where they release it how the ball, you know, how long it stays in the air and stuff like that. So, nah, but it was great catching with Colin. One of the best arms I could own for sure. Yeah, I've always been I've always, I've always, been fascinated about the relationship between the passer and the catcher. You know, it's like yeah. uh, 
in uh, in in baseball, I always like to ask the pitchers about the catchers and the relationship, the dynamic there too, as well. It's huge. Yeah, it can really really make a difference. Um, but well, I'm kind of on the on the topic here of of technique and and uh, and the craft. Um, I, I have to say, I I pulled up uh, some of your highlights from Cal, and I want to say there was like 30 catches where you have this absolute ability to know where your toes are at all times. I don't, and, and going yeah. and also about an, a certain XFL catch you just made this last week that we'll talk about it in a little while. Uh, yeah. you know, is that something you really drilled for? Is that something that you, you naturally just kind of know your official awareness? I mean, I think that just comes with, you know, like just, you know, just constant repetition with it and always being conscious of those things and being mindful of it. And then, um, also to just the, importance of making a catch i want all my catches <laughs> and it doesn't matter what level and it doesn't matter what level i've always prepared myself to be at the highest level so even in in, in uh in college i would always you know make things to try to be two feet in with anything i'm doing it was just something that just was innately drilled in me and so yeah i was uh to just touch on the catches last week i talked about it but i've made a bunch of crazy catches in my career and in my lifetime just over time that was probably top five in-game catches for me um even in that one too if my upper body stays up a little bit longer i get an nfl catch because my leg hits first and then uh, my leg hits right after my uh toe drags so i'm always i think i've actually i've kind of struggled with that here in the xfl because the rule is one but even on the balls that are thrown like i can't like I just like I can't stop myself from trying to get two. So it's different time, it's different jumps. Catches are a little bit harder than they should have to be sometimes, depending on the balls. If I'm just trying to get one in, it's just I can't not try to get two for me. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the biggest thing. But uh, but yeah, man, it's like that's just something that I've always, you know, and that's a skill that you develop, you know what I'm saying? And it's just being able to like, and I think it comes down to two. What helps me with it the most is and one of the things that are kind of just like one of my strengths and just helps me just from my foundation, man, baseball. Baseball helped me tremendously with tracking footballs, hand-eye coordination. If I can track and catch, you know, uh, baseballs and just hitting fly balls and stuff in the outfields or in the, in, 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 uh, the infield, you know, I can definitely track a football. And just being able to not have to look at my feet or just knowing my awareness and also just being able to catch the ball, it's, it's helped me tremendously just being the dual-sport athlete and just how it's helped me in my sport today. So, yeah. I got to go back. I have one more college question. Back in 2017, you guys beat up on my Wazoo Cougars who were ranked number eight in America. Uh, I think we lost 37 to three. I hate to use this term because it it makes me angry when I see it online, but did we Coug it or were you guys just a better team than Wazoo that day? Uh, We got a thing for Wazoo. Every time we play Wazoo and they rank, it's like we, it's like we always be. <laughs> That's just been the conscious with me as I've been there. I think they came too in uh, my last year, my senior year. They came, and um, they were like ranked really high, and we beat them again. I think I had some cool toe tap catches in that game, but yeah, I don't know. I guess we just got a thing with was Wazoo when they come in their ranked. It's just always like we just. I guess we got something out for them. But I love playing Wazoo, and I actually. Then it's funny because I love playing in Berkeley too and playing in Memorial, but I love playing in the other places and getting to see like how the other schools are in the Pac-12. You know, I haven't been to these places. So yeah. to go up to like Pullman, Washington, 
while I'm staying in Idaho the night before, you know, I would never thought I'd be in Idaho or in <laughs> Pullman, Washington. So it was cool to be able to see that dynamic and how much these people yeah. love football out here too. And I think that's the biggest thing why I love it so much and people don't get it because, well, I have a true just, you know, a comparison to it. I'm from a place that really loves sports and football. And it's crazy. People think it, but when you get up to the like, Pacific Northwest area, they really love football. So it's yeah. cool to be able to go in those other spaces and places where they, you know, you can see the similarities and the parallels. Well, so, well, these people, they really enjoy football, too, just like the people where I'm from do. So it was cool, man. Wazoo had great fans. I think it was a, a, that one time in my junior year, it was a really, really cold game. We had the all-grade uniform. That was a fun game for me. I, I scored in that game, too. So I love Wazoo. <laughs> I had no problem with it. I have always had good games against give uh the cool so uh yeah shout out and you know rest in peace to the great uh late great legend mike leach man and all those guys but wazoo is all in a fun game for sure absolutely absolutely um we're gonna definitely rest in peace mike leach he was one of my favorites uh we're gonna move on to the yeah. nfl before we get into the sea dragons here you signed on with tennessee i believe after college is that correct okay i mean yeah i did yeah what, what what was it like? I mean, I, I don't know how much PT they gave you, but I guess my question I'm trying to say is, is the XFL or even the USFL a, a good place for practice squad players or whomever to get experience? Well, from your perspective, yeah. Yeah, from your perspective. I would say so, and, and, it, and it's also very particular. So in my situation, you know, a guy where I, I've played in NFL games now, I've, I've got that experience. It's cool to be able to come here and show, like, what I can do with opportunity and that's a lot of people don't get that as well like you know when you get to a lot of stuff with the NFL you know it becomes where things you know money comes into play roster spots coming into play, all things come into you know into the mix and so um to be able to show what you can do with the opportunity is great you know and I think too for guys who maybe don't have any experience at all it's good too to get your feet wet to then go to back to the NFL to then you know show and see like hey you know I can play at this level as well but um, yeah, for sure. I, I think the XFL, man, it made too much sense for me when I was um considering it because I could have, I was kind of battling with that, just thinking about it because I was like, well, I knew I was going to get another shot. I could have, you know, just sat and trained in Portland where I was. But then when I found out they were having a Seattle team, it just made too much sense. It was like, well, that's only two and a half hours away from me. I can, you know what I'm saying? It's a seamless yeah. transition, you know, and I can get to them and I can already be getting my uh, motor going and getting ready for OTAs and everything down the line. So also, it's a, it's a good sacrifice in it. But like I said, too, I think when I just sat down and um, thought about the pros and cons of it for me and everything that I needed to do and I need to put on film, it just made too much sense. But uh, yeah, it, I think the XFO for sure is set up for that success. And I think, um, especially for, you know, guys like uh, me and my situation where I've played, guys like Josh in those days, you know, like Josh is out there showing, like, he at 31 years old, he still got it in the tank. You get what I'm saying? He can go help a team. You know, and I think we have a team of guys, a lot of guys who can say that. So I feel like, you know, everything has been, you know, really good as far as just having the opportunity to take advantage of it. And um, it's also been a good nucleus of football, you know, and I yeah. think that's a big thing too has to be a good nucleus of football and football players. And I feel like this year we have that in this league. So it's been good to be able to go out there and know it. And um, a lot of the guys that we have and we'll see out there, you'll see them translate and be able to transition over to the next level because that's how we run it here with the Seattle team. So that's been the best part about it. Right on. Um, more specifically to your experience with the NFL practice squads, uh, what's the biggest lesson you took away from that, from from your experience among them? Um. Always just uh, I learned how to be a very a consummate, like just a professional, 
you know, just being able, you got to understand it, it is, it is a peculiar situation because it's different because I'm a guy who always prides myself on the process and doing what I do to be my best, even if I'm not playing on Sundays. So it was that was more of the struggle, those things that I had to deal with was like, you know, really, really investing, really, really putting everything into it and preparing like a guy who would be playing on Sunday, but wasn't. And also just also having to be ready at that beck and call for if it ever did come and if it ever did happen. And also just dealing with situations and times where team needs became bigger than anything so it's like it was like a time where yeah i maybe should have been playing or i couldn't play or wasn't on the practice squad or end up being cut from the practice squad because they needed something else that was more you know um urgent at the time and people okay. like i don't i don't think a lot of people understand the business side of the football side of it too you understand too i'm an undrafted guy so i'm always going to have to have a tougher and harder fight you get what i'm saying so it's always going to be that and i accept that and i know that's what comes with it but those are the parameters that kind of make the whole thing and how the situation can kind of be peculiar at times. But that's the biggest thing I learned about it, man, is just, you know, keeping the main thing, the main thing and not letting the circumstances of whatever was going on hinder me from my development and my process to getting better to when it was my it was my time to play and go show that I was able to do that because that's what it is. And so they don't you know I just be don't they don't really care at the end of the day. It's like, can you do your job? you know, when the opportunity comes and that's the biggest thing, you know, can you get the job? Because as, as you know, just people who just watch it and see it at a high level, man, those games, they mean a lot. Every possession matters. Every play matters. And uh, I tell a lot of people this too. That's another thing I've learned. The biggest thing about the NFL is just uh, not messing up. You know, if you can go in the game and just not make mistakes, you can be there because that's the half of it. You know, the team who makes the least amount of mistakes is going to win the game. And so it's it, a lot about it. It comes to being a professional and also just learning that extra high level of accountability because you got to be able to be dependent on, you know what I'm saying? And if you're not a guy who's making 20 plus something million a year, you're going to be a guy who's coming in on a pitch count. So you got certain stuff that you need to do, be able to execute on certain times. You get what I'm yeah. saying? And so that's the biggest thing I've learned with it. And then um, just embracing that and also just, you know, embracing role playing and finding that role as I'm carving those things out. I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned. And that's what's helped me the most as a guy who's been undrafted, who hasn't really played as much as I feel like I have should. But I'm always constantly in that, you know, space and place to be able to have the opportunity. And I think that says a lot about just me and how I go about my work and what I'm able to do. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of guys lifespan in the NFL is nearly not that long, especially, yeah. you know, given the circumstances. So I think that kind of speaks to it as well. Okay. Um, yeah. You got, you got your, your cup of coffee, so to speak. I don't know what they call it in the NFL, <laughs> to be honest, uh, so they call it in, in, in baseball uh, with the yeah. Texans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you get a chance to really enjoy it? I mean, you know, sit back and go, wow, this is this is real, you know, big lights. Yeah, man, Houston, Houston was fun. And um, Houston was also a, a hard time for me just to be, you know, just to be completely honest, because, you know, that was a time and a place where, you know, I felt like I pressed every single right button. Mm. And I think it was kind of a situation, too, where I had um, kind of got I was hurt by the business of the game. I think I would have never even been um on practice squad for that team I was dealing with a situation at the time too where Deshaun Watson was he had a roster spot on that team where we only carried five receivers I felt like I had done more than enough and I think even we had these conversations within the takes of that I would have been that six receiver there you know what I'm saying so it's yeah. like I kind of had to deal with that in the brunt of the time you know what I'm saying I mean from the outside looking in people wouldn't know that but those are the some of the things that can happen you get what i'm saying as far as being on a 53-man roster and stuff like that but now houston really tested me as far as being able to you know to do everything i knew i should have know i could have done 
and also continue to doing that as things had to kind of work itself out later in the year and stuff. So, yeah, that was the biggest thing with Houston. But, no, it was great. Great time. End up, man, that was probably one of the funnest teams I've been on, one of the best locker room accumulations of guys who really just, just like, enjoyed it. And on a team where we kind of struggled just to win games, but it was cool to see how we stayed together. So it was cool to be in a situation like that. And then, man, it was just, you know, great to be there because now I wouldn't even be where I am now, like just having the relationship I have with my guy Brandon and him mentoring me and helping me with everything. Like I wouldn't have that if I wasn't there with the Houston Texans. So a, a bunch of great things happened that came out of that, even though I felt like I should have been really playing a lot more. But it all ended up being a, a, a great just training lesson and um, ready me preparing me for now, honestly. So yeah, it was great. I loved Houston, loved the city, loved the team. So Houston was a great time for sure. Where were you on draft day, January 1st, 2023, when you were drafted by our Seattle Sea Dragons? Where was I? I was in Portland, Oregon training. And when, uh, Randy hit me, he told me that we drafted you, buddy. That's the exact text that he sent me. Randy told me. And then, uh, and then uh, Jim ended up calling me. Coach Hazard ended up calling a little bit later on and let me know, like, hey, just talking to him, wanted to introduce himself. But, yeah, I was actually in Portland. I was training. And it was uh, it's kind of cold at that time too. I think it was the cold winds coming through there. That was really cold. But I was training out of Portland doing my thing, and then they ended up telling me, and that's when I had to kind of get ready for that transition to go to training camp in uh in Dallas. So yeah, after that, I kind of knew once I did that, and I committed, and I put my you know uh, uh name in the hat, so I knew what I was you know getting ready to go up against and go into. So great decision though so far. I feel I would say so yeah. But that's where I was at on um. When I was drafted in uh, January, yeah, I was back in Portland. Awesome. Um, I got to ask, what's it like playing for NFL legends, Rennie Mueller, Jim Hazlitt, June Jones? I mean, you got some lot, lot of info, lot of history there. I mean, what's it like playing for them? Man, it's it's been cool for me, and I don't know if everybody kind of just being able to take it for what it is is more maybe as I do because I I really love ball. It is so cool to be in a space and place with someone who has created something. It's the reality you get to see and be around a person who has created something and has pioneered it. So it's been so cool to be in under June Jones and also work on a great part of my game that I've always been able wanted to work on as far as my vertical threat and being able to okay. run vertically. I've been able to be immensely better there. And I felt like another, you know, just I've added another tool to my belt being here. And I think those are the things that you kind of got to keep in mind when you are doing these things, man. But being under June to see how he created something and molded and is the true, you know, just being able to take it from um, Mouse and all those guys that he always talks about. It's like being there, like you said, it's like being in a history lesson every day. The things he tells us, because it's like, I tell people this all the time, man. It's like experiential knowledge is greater than anything. That's like the greatest thing you can have. Because once you've been through something, you've done it, it's like, you know, you know it. And to hear from the person who's done it, who's seen it, who's been there, who's seen it, you know, it's it's really cool to be able to take that from because like I feel like it's kind of the most purest form of it. You know, you got things that go down the line and go down the line and get passed off and get passed off. So it's been cool to be under June, man, and learn from those guys and see how dominant they were in Hawaii to SMU and all these great players that they developed. And just it's been an honor to be one of those guys who, you know, been able to come in and you know, be able to execute his offense at a high level and dominate it for him. So it's been good, man. I love it being under Randy and all those guys. And then I think that's one of the biggest parts of Randy just being here too is um his um experience and how we run things here. It hasn't been um, a crazy transition for me because these are guys who've been at the highest level, also including yeah. the gym. You know, Jim is a guy who played a 10-year career in the NFL. So it's like you're not talking or taking advice from guys who haven't done it. And that's huge in our space and place. You know, you got to get a lot of guys who don't, you know, 
didn't want to bat an eye someone who maybe hasn't done it. So it's cool to be able to be in a space and place where we're being treated like guys at the highest level because that's all they've done. That's all they've known. So, man, it's, it's been great, man. It's been, a, like like you said, a true history lesson. It's been cool to be around all, everybody from different spaces and places and how we've kind of made this, you know, melting pot of great coaches and great uh, assistant coaches and guys and people who've been in these uh, different spaces and places one at the highest level. So, yeah, man, it's been great. Nice. Yeah, we we love Randy ourselves. He's a friend of the show. We've had him on before. Uh, just really fun to chat, fun to chat with. Anytime, very approachable yeah. guy. Uh, yeah. But we want to. I wanted to ask you. You know, as big fans, obviously of the of your, of your team, we uh, we noticed right away how talented the roster and how deep the roster was. But you guys seem to have some trouble really kind of clicking there in the beginning. Uh, it was, I mean, how did, how did you guys face that and, and overcome, you know, and really gel as a team? And I think we're still doing that, you know, you know, and everything it's a process. And when you get in moments of situations like this, it's all about who's playing the best. And I feel like we're coming together at the right times. You know, it's a lot, especially with offenses, offenses is always going to have the time to get going and figure out each other. You know, we got guys like me and Josh running on the outside. Like, we played at the highest level, and Josh is a, a freak in, him, in his own nature, him doing what he does. And me, like, we're guys who are big, and we can really run. You get what I'm saying? So it's like yeah, yeah. getting used to that for me, him, and uh, Ben, and then the guys on the inside just getting on that timing. And also, it, it is – the run shoot is different. It's uh, like, you know, if you played in all these pro-style offenses, well, we, which we have been doing for the past five to six years, and um, so it, it is a switch-up and a change-up, just getting used to the footwork, the, you know, the timing – it is different nuances that come with it. So offenses, you know, I think that it always come takes time to gel. But like we all know, the cream always rises to the top. And it, as things get going and guys get, you know, better timing and better, you know, just understanding of each other, just like we were talking about earlier with just, you know, that quarterback and that that passer and that catcher relationship, I think things just go about. And also, I'll just say this too, I'll just, just to say how we've been able to survive it. I, I have to give it to the defense. Our defense has been playing lights out. And some of those guys over there, you know, I was in camps with them, just playing on team with Chris Jones. Me and those guys were together. Quateria Cole, it's great to see all those guys make plays because um, those are guys I was with in Vegas recently too. So it's like we have a great dichotomy on defense that's kind of been our backbone. You know, as we've been getting things figured out offensively and getting on the right page, our, uh, our the defense has it. And they've been in but not breaking. And that's what you want. And at the end of the day, look, we're in this thing to win it, and that's what we did from the beginning. And I know this, look. I'm a guy, I play offense, but I'll tell you this, I've been playing football for forever, and this one thing I've always known, defense wins championships, and I'm an offensive guy, and I understand that, and I know that, and that's something that, you know, you always want to have if you want to, you know, in the end, win everything, so I think that's been the best part of it, you know, as far as what's held us together, you know, just the accumulation of both things, just getting it going on offense, which takes time, and now we're playing, I feel like we're we're peaking here at the right time, and then there's a defense that can weather the storm for you, so yeah. Awesome. I got to ask, who's the locker room leader in your, your opinion? Is it Ben? Is it you? Who, who's the locker room leader on your team? I feel like we have a great, I think, man, we actually do really good. A it's a, we, ha, we have a, like a, a leadership committee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There'll probably be a probably, and it, it all depends on what we need and what we need to have the most time from, from me, uh, from, from Ben to me. Another guy that we love putting up, man, Daniel. Um, Daniel's a great, what, high-energy guy can get us going. You know, uh, him, um, what's it called, Jim. Jim does great. And, oh, Randy. Randy does a great job of reeling us in, too, and just hearing it. Because, you know, 
And, you know, at the highest level, too, it's great that you hear from the guys that's in the front office as much. You know, you talk to your GM, they're around you, they see you, they're evaluating everything. But rarely do they, you know, just come and, you know, take the front seat and just, you know, give a, you know, whatever the team needs to hear at the moment in time to be at our best. So, yeah, man, we have a true leadership committee, and that's been the cool part about it. And I think that's how it always should be. You know, I think true leaders, too, can lead from the front and the back. You get what I'm saying? Yep. It's all about what the team needs in the moment in time. So we do a good job of switching it off and just feeling out the vibe. But I would say, yeah, for sure, it's leadership by committee. That's awesome. Well said. You, you guys could be – you're so close to being 10 and 0 this season. I mean, I know it is oh, what it man. is. Who you telling? <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah. That second one, I was I was sick about that second one. I thought I had the game winner, that big one in the back of the end zone against Seattle. But hey, I think it's gonna come. Uh, and also just the one in uh DC with losing on the one yard line. Those are, you know, great things to have burning inside you when you get to speak to those things again. You get what I'm saying? When you get Absolutely. a chance and opportunity to be able to speak to those things again. It's great, to, you know, to have those. Like, I'm a guy, I ain't gonna lie to you guys. I, I look for edges anywhere I can find them. If anybody gives me a competitive edge, I'm gonna take it because I'm a very competitive guy. And that's, you know, it, it helps me to be able to do my job at a high level. So I do look, if people tell you they don't, I, some people don't, but me personally, I love edges. Any edge I can get, anything I think about, I, I take it. So, and I feel like it's, it can help you be at a competitive advantage. But yeah, man, we could have easily been where at 10 0, but. It's something about just going into a place and taking it over too. I mean, I I, I really enjoy that. I, I really do. And that was fun, man. I was just telling guys too, even before that game started, it's so cool to go play in St. Louis. I was really excited about that game too because I knew I was going to a place that was kind of, you know, just a little nostalgic, magical place, man. When you go in there, it's like, it's just like, wow, some crazy stuff probably happening here <laughs> that nobody knows of because the team hasn't been there so long. But just like from, you know, the guys, you know, the greatest show on turf, all those guys were there playing in there. It's like, you can feel it. You can see it when you go in and walk in it. It's real cool. And just to have those guys being there from like 35,000 packed out, man, that was such a, that was such a fun game. And I, I love those moments. I love being able to go in there. Cause I feel like, you know, as competitors, high level competitors, those are the moments in time where you really have to show up. And so those games I really enjoy. So it's going I think we're going to have some parallels in that tomorrow, even though, it's going to probably be rain. Maybe the conditions might not be as uh, good as we would hope. Uh, I feel really good about us and our mindset on what we're coming here to do and how we're going to try to, you know, leave here victorious. So, yeah, man, it's all – I think it's all going to work out to be, you know, what's best for us as far as, like, just those losses and being able to come back and um, basically being able to come back and just, like, revenge them and get that vengeance on it. So it's going to be a fun man. It's going to be a fun game. Uh, I have to ask our our uh, our co our usual co-host uh, Abraham Deweese is he's gonna is he, he wants to know and he's gonna make me ask this. Uh, have you met the Rock? Met the Rock at um, the first we had like a basically like a big event when we first got there. So I met him in um in Dallas at uh, at Choctaw Stadium. We had a big event, so it was cool to see him. Kind of cool to see like a you know larger than life image of a guy. You know he rocks a great entertainer. So it's cool to see him in his actual, you know, uh, just normalness in his light too. But he's still, you know, his, even in his just that, he was still the rock. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, we met him there, man. He was a cool guy, man. It was uh, very down to earth. It was cool to be around him, just hear from him and uh, the co-chairman uh, and uh, Danny Garcia. So it was a great time. But, yeah, man, the rock is definitely the rock, if I could <laughs> give you any any uh, just the best analogy for him. But, no, great guy, but yeah, I did. We met him down there in Dallas. Awesome. I, 
we have so many other questions we want to ask, but we're near the end. But I, I, I got to ask this. Um, it's a two-part question. One, how did practice go today? And number two, is that is that stupid snake going to be there tomorrow? Or can you guys, when you or Josh Gordon scores a touchdown, can you throw a ball in the stands and break up that snake? I, mean, I don't want to see that. <laughs> Man, Brian, I actually love the snake. I love when they into it, man. I love when they into it. I love when they do throwing the lemons. It's just it's just something about just going to somebody else's place and just taking it okay. over. And it's because it feels even better when you make them stop, when they stop drinking the beer and the lemonades and they, they it's nothing to celebrate. So that's that's even better about it. But um practice went great this week. We had a good focus, man. Um and it's the best thing that we've learned is how to, and that's something that we've gotten better and better at just all guys getting on the same page, practicing like professionals and practicing like pros, you know, and um, also at the end of the day, just keeping the main thing, the main thing, you know, and going to doing this business as usual. So that's been a great part. So practice was good, man. We had some rain, but we ended up, you know, adjusting because that's what the great ones do. Great ones adjust. So they do that. So we were indoors practicing and some you got that done. And so now, nah, man, we're ready. And we're ready for the snake, the snake and the limit. We're ready for it all. <laughs> so it's it's going to be a good day. I'm excited about it. Right on. <laughs> my my final question. Um, it sounds like the XFL is overall has been a positive experience for you, but uh, you know, looking regardless of what happens tomorrow or or you know later in, in the championship game, if we get there, knocking on wood. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to jinx anything. Um, do you see yourself playing again next year if you get the opportunity? If if uh, if the Seahawks don't come calling, which I hope they will, but you know, man, um, we'll see. And I can't give any promises on it. Um, my thing is when I when I made the choice and decision to do this, I made the choice. Decision. I know I was going to play. I was going to err on playing 12 games in the spring and I was going to err on playing uh, 17 in the fall and in the winter. And so the only way that's going to happen for me is if I go and do what I, I got to do. So that's been on my goal sheet. And also just understand, too, that when I made that decision that it was going to be a marathon. And so, um, you know, I can't necessarily, I, I'm always, I'm big in the moment guy, you know what I'm saying? But um, if all goes well, then I don't, I have no plans to be, <laughs> I, you know, I, I've always prepared to be at the high stuff, not to have a knock on the exit for anything. I, man, can't even tell you how much I'm appreciative of how the opportunity that has been presented. And I think it's going to be, I love it for guys who are in my situation, guys who are in different, uh, maybe a little bit more peculiar or different ones. Man, it's something that's needed. You got something that's the nucleus of it is so small and it's such a one percenter thing. And you have guys who kind of can be those outliers who can be on the outside looking in, but necessarily should be, be have a foot in the door or be inside, you know, so. I think it's a great opportunity for guys to be able to go and showcase, you know, their skills and um, also at a high level. And that's so important. I always say that because it's like, you know, if you're doing it and it's just, you know, uh, is it going to translate? You know, Matt, I think it's great because we're, we're actually playing good football. You know, we're, we're, these are two teams that are going to play that are playing great, good football yes. at the end of the day, no matter how you slice it and break it down. And the concepts will translate. The defense we're playing against is led by a guy and an NFL guy who's been in there for years and Greg Williams. You get what I'm saying? So these are all, we all have parallels here that are going to help push us into what's next. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I feel like, man, this is, this has been great. I absolutely love being in Seattle. And that's one thing that if I do have to do, I would only play for team. <laughs> so I wouldn't be anywhere else because I love uh I love being in the Pacific Northwest, man. It's and um 
So yeah, that's that's for sure would be my take on that. But uh, yeah, man, XFL has been great. Everything about it, man. I think it's gonna be um, wonderful weekend. I'm excited to kind of watch this next this game that's coming up tonight. So it's gonna be fun, guys. We're gonna be uh, May 13th. We plan on being in that Alamo Dome, and it's um it's it's always good when you can win something rarely do people win things and like you know state championships uh national championships at whatever level it doesn't matter you know peewee football league championships you know you things have to go your way you got to have certain amounts of luck you got to have certain amounts of breaks certain amounts of you just know just dichotomies that come in a place where you have to win and can't lose so when you have that opportunity you really want to seize it and i feel like we have a team who understands that and no matter what it was say, always great be able to punctuate something like that, you know, because it's not easy. No matter where you're doing it or where it's at, well, it is, it's not easy. Finishing and, and getting the job done and winning and all is one of the hardest things you can do. And that, I think that's in every parallel of life. And, you know, that ain't just about football. You know, the finish yep. is the biggest thing. And so I feel like we're at a real good case in point. We got a good case point and um, we all understand that. And when you understand it, you can live in the moment of it and you can go seize it when the opportunity comes. So that's the plan. But, yeah, we'll see, man. Hopefully we're back up on the, uh, in the left side of the Pacific Northwest. I don't mind it. I love the rain. <laughs> I love um, – I don't mind it one bit, man. It, it was fun, man. I just had to share this story. It was cool. I was with uh, me and my uh, me and my girl. We were up in Seattle. And this was, at, this was my offseason after being in Houston, getting ready to go to Vegas. We had went to Seattle just for a little quick trip before OTAs. And I was funny. It was because I was on, we we're on the Ferris wheel down there over there uh, by Pike Place. So we're on the Ferris wheel, we're chilling. And I was just talking to her and I'm like, man, I can't wait to play in that stadium. And, you know, just had a little quick prayer, just asking, you know, just saying that over myself and just you kind of just bring it in the affirmation. Didn't know how I was going to, didn't know what happened in this way, but, you know, high in sight and just going later, a few months later. And now I'm, I've been able to go play in Lumen and make some great plays there. And it's been fun because it feels it does feel like home. It does feel natural. It feels good. And it was cool to be in it too, because it was like, man, a lot of people and guys are being in that situation in that place. Never been to the Pacific Northwest, never dealt with the parameters of it, maybe, especially as a receiver. But I had been training in it the whole offseason. You get what I'm saying? So it's yep. cool when we had those really cold games. It was cool when we had those rain games. It was like, oh well, I I'm used to this. I've I've done, you get what I'm saying? And it was cool to think how I, you know, kind of imagine something earlier and spoke it to you know kind of spoke it into existence and then it be able to come how it came and so man it's been great man but um yeah we'll see man hopefully we can figure something out here and we go from there with it man and yeah we just i, I they drafted good i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they drafted good so then um Absolutely. It's, it's a cool it's a cool spot to be able to see the people in the Pacific Northwest, how much they love that team. And that's something I can relate to as a guy from the South and see how much people love football. So it's really cool to be in a space and places where you see people who really enjoy it and really love mm-hmm. it and support it. And um, man, now, yeah, those guys, they, they did great uh, from just, you know, standpoint of putting their team in a position with free agents and also just, you know, draft picks and stuff like that. So if the opportunity presents itself, you know, I'm, I'm going to jump on it for sure. Nice. All right. Well, we're nearing the end of our show here. Uh, usually, I have to do some shout outs, giving a, a any kind of a, you know call out to a friend or family or kind of event or anything like that. You want to want to share? We'll start with Brian. Why don't you go ahead? I'm gonna change my shout out. I'm gonna give a shout out to my mom and to my wonderful wife Janine. In two weeks, on the 13th, it is Mother's Day, but I told them if the if we make the finals, see Dragons, and we will, Mother's Day will be put on hold so I can watch this game. So 
I love yeah. you both, but I, wow. I, I appreciate your understanding. Moms are getting delayed. We're going to send some postcards. It's always the day after. You know, it's usually Mother's Day weekend. It's, what day is it on this week? What day is it on this year? Uh, it's, it's on a Sunday. It's, yeah, it's a second. Sunday? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll, you got we'll, any yeah. shout outs? So we'll give her a present. A girl. Yeah, man. Um, I was thinking about that. My shout out is going to be to Chris Smith and his family, his loved ones. Man, just to let you guys know and all those guys, let them know that uh, we're playing for him. Um, he's with us, and uh, we're going to try to go and get this thing done in his memory and for him. So, yeah, shout out to Chris and his people and his loved ones, his kids, his mother, his children, everybody. Just let them know, like, they're in our hearts. So, we're going to go get it done. Amen. Yeah, and um, I'm just going to take the easy way out. I'm going to say go go see Dragons. Uh, the whole city's <laughs> behind you. We're excited to watch yes. tomorrow. Can't wait. Uh, absolutely. Um, and uh, can uh, where can anyone find you? Do you have a social media accounts? Anyone? Anyone? Any? Uh, yeah, man. My uh, Twitter is at um, at the Jordan VZ. <laughs> yeah, the Jordan VZ. And then the my Jordan Instagram Vizzi, is like JVZ underscore man on Instagram. You guys catch me on there, man. Um, yeah, give me a follow, man. I was one of the too. I think I think we have the best uniforms of all Seattle teams. <laughs> Do you guys agree? I think we have this. helmets. Look, we were scared at first. But when we seen that all orange last week, we were like, I don't know, man. It looked good. It looked good. But yeah, man, follow me on those, man. And uh, man, we appreciate you guys. And it's been great to be able to go on this ride with y'all, man, and have y'all support us. You know, it's so much other things y'all can support in Seattle because it, it's a great sports city. First of all, is what do you yeah. don't have besides the Supersonics, which they'll they'll be back. But um, <laughs> but it's cool to be able to be there, man, and share that with you guys you know and be able to have football year round in a place that really deserves you so man we appreciate you guys man and it's been fun man. it's been a fun ride and that reminds me uh, brian before the show you were telling me there was a slogan with his name the commentator yeah what i don't know if you've heard this before jordan maybe you have but when the espn announcers kept saying in one of the games it ain't easy <laughs> Being VZ, so uh, ain't easy being VZ. Oh man, it's funny. Sorry, I've actually heard that a lot. No, you're good. That's actually a commonality. Like people that come up to me, like I have actual coaches. They they won't even say my last name. But like, it ain't easy. That's their kind of so, That's the shit thing, man. So, yeah, man, it's cool to be able to have God, you know, be able to remember and have that moniker, you know. So hopefully, we can keep it going here in that Seattle area, man. It's yep. just yeah, I love it, man. It's been good, but no, it ain't it ain't easy. Just to let them know yeah. it ain't. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks, Jordan, for joining us. What uh, everyone catch him uh, tomorrow Sunday on uh, XFL playoffs and and hopefully in the XFL championship game. Uh, check us out here. This has been the Seattle Sports Union podcast. Uh, check us out SeattleSportsUnion.com. Uh, podcasts on you know Spotify, Apple, where our major where your main podcasts are found. And uh, you know I think you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can like us. I think we're likable people. But uh, this is this has been uh, for Brian the Soul Man Solak and for me Matt Page uh, the Dirty Duck apparently. Um, um, just, <laughs> they have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening. Go see dragons. Everybody. Go see dragons. Yeah. Go see dragons.